Welcome to The Ambitious Introvert, the leading growth and development podcast for the estimated 56% of us who recharge by going inwards. Our purpose is to help you manage your social battery and own your energy so you can reach your true potential in your business, your career, or your life. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, a former air traffic controller, entrepreneur, and a success coach with over 15 years experience. I've supported hundreds of introverts like you who dream big and are ready to take action towards making those dreams a reality without compromising their energy in the process. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing tips, tricks, and hacks on how to build your resilience, master your mindset, and cultivate self-leadership. Skills that will help you reach your goals without trying to be someone that you're not. We'll also be sharing valuable lessons and insights from our own personal experiences, all focused on one thing, helping you own your energy to reach your potential. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Ambitious Introvert podcast with me, Emma Louise, and my wonderful guest today, Karina Lawson. Now, I feel like this is perfect timing for this episode. We're just in December. Everyone is looking ahead. There's that kind of possibility of the new year. What's 2024 going to bring? What do we want to create for ourselves? And so I love the fact that I recorded this just a few weeks ago with Karina, who is the founder of the award-winning Ponder Lily Planner. Now, I am a bit of a stationary freak. I am slightly obsessed. Nothing makes me happier than a new notebook or a pen. And I know many of my clients feel the same and Karina's the same herself. So she was able to take her love of productivity, her business analyst background and also understanding what it was like to not put herself first in a busy period of her life to see what needed to be done in order to get really intentional with her time. And the product of that was the Ponder Lily Planner. So I really hope you enjoy this episode where Karina's sharing not only how the planner came about and what went into the actual concept of it, but also what it was like for her as a busy working mum and an introvert building this out in the first place and the things that have taken her by surprise about going all out into this business venture. Now, do stay tuned to the end because Karina has very kindly offered ambitious introvert listeners a special discount. So if you're ready to get your 2024 off to a very productive and intentional start, this could be just what you need. But for now, on with the episode. Karina, hello and welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast. How are you doing today? Well, thank you so much for having me, Emma. I really appreciate being here. Well, I'm very excited about this conversation because I am a bit of a stationary freak. I love nothing better than a fresh notebook or a fresh planner, like to the point that I buy academic year planners in September because I can't wait till January. I mean, I'll get another one in January, but in September, I'm like, I'm so excited. <laughs> I want a new diary or a new planner. So I'm really thrilled to be talking about all the benefits of that and diving into, you know, really what goes into designing one that works well for us. So you founded Ponder Lily. And let's start by me asking you why. Why did you decide to found a planner? That's a great question. Almond milk. And I'll explain. Of course. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll swing back around to that. 
But a very well-meaning friend of mine once suggested that I make almond milk at home. And my twins had just been, they were just five months old at the time. And while I had, it was, again, like I said, very well-meaning piece of advice. I had no business making almond milk from scratch, right? Like, so I really, like, as I started to think about all the things that I was personally doing because like, oh, that must be good for me. So therefore I will do it. Like, And it turned out that when I was really deep in thought, kind of trying to figure out like, where is all my time going? What's going on with my schedule? I don't find myself in it. I am overscheduled. I'm overweight. I am overwhelmed and I'm successful. And how, is there a better way to do this? Because can I be able to achieve the results that I want with the rest that I need. And the one of the biggest reasons um, that I decided to create my own planner was because I found myself lost in the pages of my diary. I could not find the fun activities that I used to enjoy. I couldn't find my doctor's appointments being front and center that I should have been going to. And I kept rescheduling them and rescheduling them. And and I was just tired. And what I found was that after I eventually made it to the doctors is that I was fighting not one, but two autoimmune conditions simply because I let everyone else's needs get the best of me while I was getting the rest of me, you know? And there were many reasons why that happened, but obviously like not showing up to my doctor's appointments was not helpful for two years that happened. And so I wanted to, and my research in workplace wellness during my math allowed me to really think about, to actually see other people's schedules. And one of the things that kept coming back again and again and again was, I don't really have time for myself, but that's okay. Because the weekend is coming. Next month will be better. Next week will be better. And so I decided to draw a line in the sand um, at my lowest point where, you know, I had just pulled over from a doctor's office and as I was driving there and I figured, you know, if I don't make now the right time, it's not going to come. It's not going to happen. And so I had always loved stationery and I've I've always been very curious as to how people um, basically decided to make time for themselves. And uh, because I guess I wasn't Again, I wasn't finding myself in it. I was hearing it from other people. So one fine day during a lunch break, uh, I was in the cafeteria where I worked. I got out a piece of paper and I started drafting what today is the um, weekly spread of the Ponder Lily Planner. And as I was sitting in that cafeteria, lots of my colleagues that were sitting around me would ask, what are you doing? That looks like a planner. Oh, you should add this. Oh, you should add that. But oh, you know, I'm a single mom and I find that I don't have time for this. You should add that, something about habits. And my my, I have someone in my family who's a very successful lawyer. Like, you know what? Like, I find that like, I just kind of go into my day, like, all guns blazing and I don't really set an intention. Can you add that? So it was a culmination of both my desire to live a a more intentional life and um, a lot of a, a lot of basically requests from, from the many men and women who wanted to, to lead a healthier and uh, more successful lives as, as well. And they weren't finding it in other planners and I couldn't find something that was eco-friendly either. So in between night feeds of 
my twins, like every little 15 minutes I got, and I know that it sounds counterintuitive as somebody who was very busy, but then added on designing a planner when I have no formal background as a designer, I just thought this is a tool that may be able to be helpful to other people that is flexible enough that they can create their own schedule in the way that suits them rather than being very prescriptive. There are some gentle nudges, but it's not incredibly tight in the sense of, oh, this is how you should use it. I don't even explain what intentions are in the planner. You can make of that what you will. You can, you have an inspiration board. Some people treat it like a vision board, but again, take that and make it your own and make it what you will. So that's how it started with me deciding that I wanted to lead my life instead of living it in the way that others felt that I should live it. I wanted to make enough time for my health and my intentions and my personal goals that were outside of the professional goals that I wanted to achieve. And I wanted to help other people create um, a flexible schedule that allowed them for the different reasons and the different seasons they had in their life. So, I am definitely going to circle back to the word intentional in a moment. But as you were talking, I was reminded of a meme that I saw and it said, adulthood is just saying, oh, things should quieten down after next month, every month. (laughs) Yeah. And they never do unless we take action to actually cultivate them, slowing down. So one of the things for me this year in business, I had a very slow summer. I had a very spacious summer and it was very intentional. And I had to do a lot of work leading up to that to make sure the podcast was batched, to make sure that, you know, I the client calls were were scheduled in already. We didn't have to think about that to make sure that things were happening, you know, behind the scenes that that needed to happen, to make sure that the revenue was there to, you know, tide me over for the three months, all of that. And it that, you know, was very intentional. And it took me five years in business to get to that point. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't instant by any means. But so many times I'd thought, oh, I need, you know, a bit of downtime or I'm going to take like the whole of Christmas and New Year off. And there were thoughts, but I never took the action to actually set them up. So this year was the first year that I was like, okay, I've got to make it happen because it's not going to happen without my input, right? And it's so great when you make an intentional decision and everything not like in your body feels aligned. And then it's so interesting that everything else then starts to feel like it's aligned in your favor, you know, when that happens and work feels easy again. You also said something really interesting that one of the people that had input was a really successful lawyer, but was still saying like, I just go into my day and I really know what I'm doing and I don't have any structure. And it's so interesting because time management as a concept, I think is quite alien to a lot of people or to think that, you know, they have control over their time, especially people that are in a nine to five or a corporate environment where, you know, certain parameters will be set. Like maybe your shift starts at this time and it ends at this time. But what I love about what you're saying here is it's not just about that. It's not just about your professional goals, but using the planner to be intentional. I feel like we're going to say that word a lot, to be intentional about carving out the time for you. You're like, you know, I'm not prioritizing my health. I'm overweight. I'm not making my doctor's appointments. But you decided that those things were important. So they had to be intentionally scheduled and they had to be a priority for you. Absolutely. And, you know, making sure that people feel seen, heard and valued is in my DNA. So it was very important for me to 
listen to those colleagues and talk to different people and say like, hey, we're all from different walks of life. And how could this work for you? How could this, how could I, what feature would you like to add? And what would you like to take away? And one word that kept coming back, I had a very clear idea on the the width of the lines and yet the to-do list in our planners are quite small. And there's a reason for that. Because if if I give you like an A4 sheet of paper, you might, you know, fill it with all the to-do items. Oh, I will fill it with all the to-do <laughs> items. There's, there's no might. <laughs> If you get through all of them, that's amazing. And not all of them may necessarily lead to the goal that you're after. Then you just made yourself feel very tired and, you know, very busy. And amidst all that busyness, like the intention was lost, you know? So it was really important to listen to different people. It was, and, and make sure that the common theme of what they were asking was featured in the planner as well. So, yeah. <laughs> I love this idea of the like never ending to do list. And yeah, it's so true. A lot of productivity books, you know, have this concept of like, like eat the frog, do the most important thing or, you know, choose your three top tasks for the day. Because otherwise, if we don't have, I can say a bit of a barrier around it, 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 you know, yeah, if you give me an A4 list and tell me to write what I need to do, I, I will fill it because in my brain, there are all those things. But which yeah. of them are actually important and a priority and which are like, maybe I'll do them sometime. I think being able to focus on, as you say, like this day, this week, these are the things that are really important right now. Yeah. And what I find too is that a lot is a productivity advice, like especially the most recent one I found was like how uh, cold plungers are great. You should do them first thing in the morning and then the journaling for an hour. And all of those things are wonderful, but they're not necessarily accessible to everyone. And they're, I mean, even journaling, right? Where, uh, while I was a young mom of twin girls and my husband was traveling, like I was not going to be journaling for an hour because it was just not possible. And then the same, by the same token, uh, some of your listeners who might be tuning in now, they may be nurses or they may be doctors and they may be construction workers or they might work different shifts. So a lot of the advice may not necessarily be feel be applicable to them and they might feel a certain way that they're already behind. And I have a real mm, issue with productivity tools and tips and techniques not necessarily well, the mess, like, well, they're great. The messaging should always be like, right. Like prefaced with, there's a different reason for a different season. Take what you need and see what works for you and adapt it to your own lifestyle. Even when people have conversations with me about habits and I'm like, well, we don't, we don't necessarily take a box when we brush our teeth. Right. So it's something that has become part of our lifestyle. So how can we make it so that it's something that you'll enjoy, that's going to feel easy and that your environment is going to be set up um, to make that a no-brainer for you. So again, just like, it's really important that that there's flexibility in your productivity. So something I called out a few months ago on the podcast actually was this very thing, this concept of like the morning routine, the 5am club. And I think where it's become a little bit toxic is that a lot of people feel like, oh, well, if I'm not doing that, I'm going to fail. That's the only way mm -hmm. to succeed. And like the concept of it is great. Yes, of course, getting up early before everyone else is up in your house is going to give you time and space to work on your personal development. Yes, of course, doing, I know, 20 minutes of cardio or whatever it is every morning is going to be good for your health and all of these things. 
but it's very extrovert focused. It's great for the people that wake up and they need to, you know, fill their cup with actions and interactions. It's not so great for us introverts who wake up and we want to preserve our energy and make sure that we use it in intentional ways throughout the day. If we deplete our energy by 6 a.m., it's really not that great for, for the rest of our day. Couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely. When I was about eight years old, I found out very quickly and I'm originally from Brazil and it gets very cold in the south of Brazil and homes are not heated in the south. And so, because Brazil is typically a very, very hot country. So, but when it would get very cold, I learned very quickly, if I slept in my uniform, I could get an extra five minutes of sleep. And I'm just one of those people who needs more sleep, right? Um, and I find so interesting, one of my um, one of my girls is that way as well. And so my mom was like, why are you always wrinkly in the morning? Because I know I ironed that the day before. But I was like, you know, mom, I just need more sleep. She's like, okay, I get that. I think so. It's accepting who you are sometimes, you know, and accepting like that this is who I am. And like, how can I find ways to kind of suit that? So and you're absolutely right. It's very extrovert focused, like being this you know, morning person who does all these things. And I can definitely resonate with um, having a slower start. doesn't mean that I'm any less productive, right? Like I do work a nine to five. I own a productivity company. So I've got twins on the go and, and I study in my spare time because that's something I enjoy. So definitely not somebody that you call like, you know, unproductive, but like, I know my limits and I know what it is that I need each day and how to lead my days in the way that best, where I have like that best environment to thrive rather than to already start in a way feeling that like I'm already behind. So. Yeah. You, you reminded me there are two reasons that I don't wear makeup. I mean, I very, very rarely wear makeup for like a photo shoot or maybe if I'm going out, but for the most, I don't wear makeup. One is that it gives me an extra five or 10 minutes in bed before, because otherwise I'd have to get up, put it on. And the second is I'm so relaxed in the evening and I'm ready to go to bed. And I think, oh, I've got to take this makeup off. And that's, <laughs> yes. And then I start to think, why am I even doing this? What, what is the point here? I'm spending like 15 minutes of my day on this thing that I don't even really care about. So, so there you go. For, for anyone yeah. wondering why I'm always looking so barefaced is literally so I can get an extra 10 minutes. You look sleep. great. Thank you. I appreciate you. So tell us a little bit more about the decision to go commercial with the planner. Obviously, you're there, you know, like you say, in your canteen and you're, and you're mapping it out. At that point, did you think, well, I'm going to turn this into an eco-friendly planner and I'm going to sell it all over the world? Um, it was the decision to make sure that we used eco-friendly products was always top of mind for me. And it wasn't that challenging to find. They're everywhere. It's just a question of calling it and making the choice to go for the um, materials that are going to be more sustainable. But it was so interesting because I knew that I wanted to create a planner. My I, I ran the idea of owning a product, like a planner company to my sweet father-in-law who lives in Newcastle. And we used to work together many, many years ago. And I was like, hey, I've put this business plan together. Can you take a look? And then he's like, you know, that looks that looks good. But I think, you know, why don't I? I mean, I'm retired. I could help you with this. And so like to this day, if you buy a Ponder Lily planner, it's my sweet father-in-law in Newcastle who ships them to you. So I'm very grateful for his assistance and um, his advice. But I 
You know, Emma, like I felt so strongly about helping people make empowered decisions with their time that when I made the very first planner and I put it on our website, I had no idea that it was going to be so well received. I had no idea. And to this day, I am so incredibly grateful to people who buy our product, who leave like such lovely reviews or who give constructive feedback on how we can make it even better. I had no idea genuinely had no idea. Um, And so it's been such a wonderful gift. And like I said earlier, like when you make a decision, when you're so in line with how you want to help other people, the world aligns you in your favor. Like my father-in-law could just be like playing golf on the weekend with his friends, going to Spain, (laughs) like taking his holidays. He chose to do this because he also felt like, you know, he he was really bought into the purpose of creating this practice and how it would help people and so yeah like it just like I don't know like it just it just grew faster than I had anticipated and it made me like it just still does to this day it makes me so happy um to be able to help people in that way and yeah like it's business is going strong and I plan on like I have lots of like really um really fun plans for, for the end of the year and going into the new year as well with it. And you won an award. I have, yeah. Like Ponderly was elected for two years in a row, like best planner, best weekly planner overall. Like it was on, I believe it was Stylist Magazine. And again, like I had no idea like that it would be the editor's pick. And I mean, the company was featured in Forbes. Like, I, I mean, honestly, I am incredibly grateful. and pleasantly surprised truly beautiful thank you so much for sharing all of that with us i am pretty sure everyone's gonna be really curious to go and check out what is on offer in your planner and so many great nuggets there and i especially love this idea that you know you had no idea where it was going to go and then you're like oh i'm winning awards and i'm in the press and it just goes to show that when we trust what we need, I think so often, you know, this brand really got built out of me saying, what did I need when I started my online business journey? I needed a coach that understood me as an ambitious introvert. That's literally where the brand came from. I think that's so important for people to remember. You don't need a big lofty idea or this like huge you know, world changing vision. If you think about like, what do I need right now to improve my life? There's a good chance that many, many other people will be like, yes, I need that too. Yeah, that's very true. Like I said, I'm just incredibly grateful and constantly surprised. <laughs> so beautiful, what a beautiful way to be. Now, before we wrap up, obviously, I'm going to ask you if you wouldn't mind sharing with our audience of ambitious introverts. Obviously, you are a high performer, you are there, you are, you know, doing all of the things, you're extremely productive. What is one way that you make sure that you own your energy every day? I think it's, what I would say is just being aware of what your energy is, like really tuning in, like how do I feel today? Being aware of it and then accepting it, whatever it is. Like I accept that I'm not necessarily a morning person, I accept it. And then taking aligned action. So what does that look like? If I'm not going to be in the 5am club, how can I still be at my best by making sure that I'm really nourished and uh, well-rested? So I think being awareness, um, acceptance and taking aligned action um, to what you need, like is really going to, to bring your energy to the forefront, like of 
like of your decision. Like, so it's going to be easier to make value driven decision based on decisions based on that. So I love it. And I love that. I love that it's alliterative. Yes, me too. (laughs) It's, it's perfection. Thank you, Karina, so much. It was such a pleasure to chat to you. Obviously, I'm going to drop all of your links in the show notes and also the link where people can go find out more about the planner. But thank you for sharing all of your productivity wisdom with me today. Thank you, Emma. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Karina and I. I hope that you enjoyed interview. And just a few points that I want to pull from it that I think are particularly important for us as ambitious introverts managing our energy. The first thing I want to point out is that quite often we do underestimate ourselves and we underestimate what we can actually achieve. And you'll have heard Karina say a number of times, I had no idea what was going to happen. I had no idea it could be so successful. I had no idea that, you know, I was going to win an award or it would be featured here or I would sell so many. And I think sometimes we can hold ourselves back because we have in our head a way we believe it's meant to be. Or we tell ourselves, oh, well, that's not going to be a success, so I'm just not going to bother. And in fact, we never know. It's so beautiful when things are created, as we discussed, from this place of I want this and I want to improve in this area and I need something to support myself. So I'm just going to create it. And then, of course, other people are like, I need that too. So never underestimate, never think that I'm not going to try something because it might not be very successful. Because as she said, you have no idea. Things can really blow up and create phenomenal success for us. Second thing that I loved is how she asked for help. Now, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your career, whether it's in your life, it can be really difficult to say, look, can you help me with this, please? So Karina's father-in-law had business experience. She knew that he was a good person to look over the business plan. And look at that. He was so impressed that he wanted to get involved and now is part of it and helping out. So never feel like we have to carry absolutely everything on our own. Sometimes our energy just isn't designed for that. It's designed to collaborate and it's designed for us to give our expert input and for someone else to give their expert input to make it a full product. The last thing I'm going to pull out from this episode is Karina's great advice for owning her energy. This idea of tuning in to where you are and where your energy is that day and then accepting that and taking action based on it, I think is so powerful. Now, especially if you are someone with a menstrual cycle, especially if you are someone who is more on the sensitive side and gets affected very much by the moon and cosmic activity, which I know many of you are, your energy will not be the same. You are not an extrovert male bro who, like we say, is getting up at 5am and, you know, pumping out 100 push-ups and pull-ups or whatever, because your energy will differ. It will differ through the month. It will differ in different seasons of your life. So I love this idea of tuning in and seeing where you are and accepting that, not making a judgment, but just seeing where you are. And then based on that, what can I do today? What's aligned? What can I achieve? What feels good to me? So we are very cyclical beings. And I think that's something that in modern productivity can sometimes get lost. So this idea of tuning in every day and seeing where your personal energy is, I think is an absolutely fantastic tip from Karina. The last thing I will say is 
If you are now sold and you want that ponder lily in your hands to make your 2024 as intentional as possible, Karina has kindly given all listeners a 15% discount code. So head over to ponderlily.com and use the code introvert to claim your 15% off. If you would like to purchase these ahead of Christmas or to be gifts for someone, the last posting date will be the 20th of December. So you've got a few weeks. Get over there and check out the full range of Ponder Lily planners and let's get set and get those intentions nailed down and ready to go for next year. Thank you once again for tuning in and I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. I hope that you're feeling expanded to what's possible for you, motivated to take action and inspired about how you can start to own your energy. I share even more tools and resources on my introverts only email newsletter. By signing up, you not only get early access to the ambitious introvert products and services, but you also get brand new podcast episodes delivered straight to your inbox every Monday, meaning you'll never miss your weekly dose of introvert-friendly inspiration. Sign up now at theambitiousintrovert.com newsletter or click the link in the show notes. See you next week.